and we are back episode 30 devils on the rush fresh off a newly minted series win game seven shut out by the new jersey devils against their arch rivals the new york ragdolls now Alex, what an exciting series. What a comeback. Down 0-2, win three straight, you know, gave the Rangers one on Saturday to make them feel better about themselves, but then completely curb stomped them yesterday in a 4-0 shutout victory at the Rock. What did you see, Alex? Yeah, so um, I don't like I don't even remember I'm so tired I got to sleep at like 2 a.m from that after that game but um yeah what I saw was a dominant performance and really uh, it was a pretty pathetic display by the Rangers in a game seven uh like just from the opening face off and Elliot Friedman was talking about it on the Merrick show today too it's like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer came to play and the they just kind of like set the tone in the beginning of the game and from there on, it took a while for the Devils to break through. Uh, not until I think McLeod's goal is ex- about somewhere in the middle of the second period. Um, but uh, they were killing the Rangers before then. Um, you know, they took a couple penalties. I think three penalties in the first period, and it kind of felt like some of them were. Mm. Yeah, they were, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't want to get into the refs here too much. They definitely some questionable calls, and Jack got hooked on that breakaway. Jack got right. hooked. Jesper got high stick. Yeah, they missed those. Um, yeah, the officiating. It's not like it's just been to the Devils. It's been bad for like pretty much every playoff series. So there's that. But um, yeah, they took three penalties, and it kind of felt like, oh no, could this be like Game Six again? But their penalty killers. Um, really got uh, got the job done, and I think that uh, really zapped the life out of the Rangers. Um, kind of took away. They weren't playing well at five on five to begin with, but I think that kind of really um, set them back. They got three power play chances, and they didn't really generate any like quality chances on those either. Yeah, I mean, but one of them was like a half a play uh, power yeah, play true. chance. It right, was like Nico coming off that. Fo- yeah, yeah, it was coming off that four on four. So I, I really don't count that one. Um, because even when it flipped, I think the Rangers had sustained possession before the Devils even had it um, coming out of the four on four. Um, but I thought they, you know, I thought they generated some decent changes. I, I think the second power play, if I'm not mistaken, the second unit started because I think a couple of the top unit players were on the on the ice when the penalty got drawn. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I was just looking at the stats on Natural Stat Trek when I was doing. Um, my write-up for the game. And I think the Rangers actually had less expected goals than the Devils did on the penalty kill. So the Devils penalty kill actually outchanced the their power, power play. play. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they actually, they had a couple. Sharon Govich had some. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think Dawson might've had another two on one on one. Yeah. I can't outside. remember if that Dawson one was on the penalty kill or not, but he did have a two on one with Hala, I think. He later. did. Well, that was in the yeah. third, but I thought he might have had another odd man rush on the power play. I could be wrong. Yeah, or maybe I, yeah, it was Nico remember, or something. But, but Yeah, but uh, long story short, the, the penalty kill was fantastic. Yeah. Again, breaking up those cross-ice passes. I mean, and, and you could hear Ray just keep saying, he's like, every time the Rangers go in the zone, they're right back out. And, I mean, <laughs> it was true. Like, they, they yeah. really couldn't get sustained pressure on the power play or the penalty kill. Uh, I mean, yeah. sorry, even five. I mean, five on five was just Hey, they were abysmal at five on five. They're I awful. mean, like it was, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, yeah. And it, it was almost like just a four checking clinic halfway through the second period. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers could not break out of their zone cleanly at all in the first period. I mean, Jacob Chuba, he, you know, that's something he struggles with a lot and couldn't get out of the defensive zone. But I think the real um, difference maker for the Devils is they took out the Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren pair from the game. Fox had a lot of wiped them turnovers. off the ice. I yeah. mean, and, and that led to the uh, led to the beautiful steal by Palat and goal by uh, Mickey Mike McLeod, who's apparently uh, the class clown in the locker room. Yeah, everyone's saying he's uh, keeping it light with the jokes uh, during uh, during this uh, that series. So um, yeah. Apparently McKenzie too. I think Akira Schmid was saying that McKenzie Blackwood's uh, been helping him keep it light too. So uh, who would have guessed? But um, yeah, the, the Rangers just did. I mean, they got pinned back in their end so many times. Um, Lindgren had the worst expected goals percentage among Rangers skaters last night. Fox was turning over the puck 
all over the time. Keandre Miller didn't have a good game. Uh, I mean, Fo- Fox is yeah. directly responsible for the for the McLeod goal. Yeah, I mean, he he turned it over, and then he went in to steal it and got burned off the boards from that nifty move by Palat. Yeah, that was so. It was Fox then Kreider too? So Palat took out. Well, yeah, yeah. Players. Sorry, I mean Kreider was just an orange cone out there yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, he was um, nice for all four goals, wasn't he? Listen, that's th- those are advanced analytics uh, beyond my pay grade. But l- if if you say so, I'm going to go with. Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure he was on the ice for all four goals because I saw a quote from him from him saying like, "I can't, I got to be better than that." Defensively, I was on the ice for all four goals. I thought I saw that. He, I can confirm. In fact, minus four for Christopher Kreider. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I was I expecting. Hope it's Chris- it- Is it Chris? I just just Chris is it Christian or Chris? I don't know. I just go with Chris. So, um, but uh, yeah, hell of a hell of a power play player. But outside of that, yeah, I think he what had like four of his five goals or five of his six goals or whatever he had in the series. Yeah, he had the one on the rush um, off the wing. Yeah, yeah, but outside Um, of that, I think they're all in the power play. I mean, listen, I mean, you can't. You can't put it on him. He he scored no, a for sure. bucket load of goals for for them when you had another uh, number of stars that didn't even whiff the net. Yeah, I mean he was their only goal scorer who showed up in the series. I thought the well, Devils, Tarasenko what had two. I think he had two or three. So yeah, Tarasenko yeah. had a decent series as well. But I mean, Zabanajad and Panarin were nowhere to be found. I thought the Devils did a really good job, um, aside from game five, uh, game six, excuse me, of taking Zabanajad out of the series. He he didn't do anything um you know i they also did a really good job of making sure they got the matchup they wanted in that regard by having marino and uh nico he pretty much shadow him for i like mean nico series. just eliminated i mean nico had what five six seven assists this series um, yeah, something like that yeah but the, his true victory was completely shutting down their first line like putting it on wraps like it was John Madden esque, but he added points too. It was it was spectacular. Yeah, um, and that's why I think when the NHL award finalists get announced here soon, maybe this week, next week, I don't know. When no, I hear Selkie and Lady Bing are tonight. Oh, are they really? Oh, this is news. To we me. are recording on Tuesday, yeah, May second, six fifty one p.m. Um, yeah, uh, from from you know that's what my Twitter sources tell me. Okay, so uh, I would hey maybe we'll get a live uh, we'll, live. Uh, I mean, it'd almost be criminal if he didn't get nominated. Is yeah, what you were about to say? It's going to be Bergeron's award for sure, especially since it looks like he could be retiring. But he was also the best defensive forward in the league this season. And uh, but Nico is definitely deserving being a finalist, and I think it's going to happen. At least it should. Um, and these awards get voted on before playoff series begins, but I think the way that he sure played Zibanejad's line in the that seven game series just exemplifies how good of a two way center he's become. Um, well, I so. mean, if he can, I mean, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I mean, if he puts the wraps up on Aha, where else is the scoring coming from the Canes? Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get into that towards the end of this episode. But um, yeah, I would think that's a matchup that the Devils are and Lindy Ruff are really going to want. Also, you just putting. Um, you know, uh, getting Heischer out against Aho's line. I saw their lines from practice today. I think they had like Natchez on the third line, so they're definitely trying to balance it out a little more to try to get some more matchups, which is smart on Brendan Moore's part. But um, yeah, and Marino deserves a ton of credit too because he was basically shadowing the Zabanajad line whenever Nico was out there as well. And um, yeah, I wrote and about he it got stuck out there on some long penalty kills too. I think there was. I could probably count a couple where it was second period penalty kills and him and Gravy were out there for the entire kill because uh, of the long change. Um, yeah, yeah, really a lot of credit to John there. Yeah, and his offense showed up yesterday too. I mean, that play he made. Uh, that was sexy. Goal. Yeah, that's kind of the frustrating part with him is too. Is like he doesn't really contribute offensively, but he definitely has the puck skills to contribute offensively. Um, so you would like to see him do that a little more often, but um, – but the thing is, it's like we don't – I'm not going to say we don't need it, right? You could always use another offensive defenseman. But, like, we we don't need it from him, him to be the number one offensive defenseman, right, I guess course. is what I'm trying to say because yeah. you you have so many other options. Um, it's nice that he has it in his arsenal, but I think that was probably what the Penguins were hoping for was that he was going to turn into a Latang 
because um, he had the skill to do it. Well, maybe not the skill as much as the tank, but at least to give some offensive production. But that's why they let him go for pennies on the dollar. And thank God we got him. Yeah, I mean, he was a huge difference in this series um, from a defensive aspect. Like, I don't really know what the Devils would have done if they didn't have someone like Marino to be that you know, shutdown uh, guy in the series. Like, it also allows Dougie Hamilton to get into more offensive minutes. And, like, if you looked at his numbers for Game 7, that really crushed the Rangers when Dougie was on the ice. Like, it was pretty... Was, was it one of those Dougie games? Or oh, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a vintage Dougie game. They had, like, I think two point... The Devils generated 2.1 expected goals when he was on the ice, and they only gave up, like, 0. 0.21 when... Uh, it, was, it was a vintage <laughs> Dougie game. He's so good at keeping the puck in the zone, too, with that long reach. And he's very good at timing when the poke and when, you know, I, I know he's gotten burned a couple times at the blue line. But for how many times he's kept it in and, and got a goal or or changed the momentum in a game, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Dougie was great in game seven. He I mean, to talk about finalists for award. I mean, I he's probably not going to get it, but he definitely deserves to be a finalist for the Norris. I think he'll get top five votes. Um, you know, I just think it would be interesting to see how voters think of Makar because he only played in like 60 games, 60 games this year. Um, Adam Fox will definitely be a finalist too, I think. And I, you have to give it to Carlson. I know his defensive metrics aren't good, but he had 100 points. Like you have to make him a finalist. Yeah, but then how many did Yossi have last year? 97. Okay. He didn't win. He didn't Which win, but three he was more points, wasn't he? Yeah, but that doesn't mean Carlson has to win. Uh, I mean, a hundred point defense. He's the first one to do it since like '92. Yeah, okay, but my Yossi had three less points last year and didn't win. Yeah, and the other thing is, like thirty goals last year. So like, yeah, but Carlson, but Dougie's got twenty two, and his defensive stats are a lot better than any of these jokers up yeah, here. Yeah, no, he's definitely better than Carlson defensively. I think maybe people might not. Agree and with and him, the, I, how can we give a, an award to someone that's on such a shitty team? That's I like. Mean, I'm not, I'm not. That doesn't matter to me. He was still. Oh no! I think it matters. I, I, if I was a voter, it would matter. Oh uh, no! I, I wouldn't care. Like I think Carlson was like, when you look at what he added offensively. I mean, hundred point. He was ridiculous. I mean, he was better than a lot of forwards. So, um, I would give him. Yeah, I, 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 I can see we're not going to agree on this. One. No, no, yeah. I'm not. No, just no. I, I think you need to at least be sniffing the playoffs to be considered for an award. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that way. I think if you're as like, if McDavid, I like, I mean, well, if you have 150 points, even you miss the playoffs, that's kind of ridiculous. But if McDavid, yeah. had a, and that's, that's, that's how bad the they are. He, the defenseman had a hundred points and they didn't even come close to the playoffs. That's how yeah, bad well, they I, are. I, uh, a lot of their goaltend, their issues in San Jose was Reimer and Kapokakinen were terrible in net too. Like I'm not saying they would have made the playoffs, but they would have been better than if they had gotten like just halfway decent goaltending. Their goaltending was awful this season. So, uh, anyways, we're getting on a tangent here. This is supposed to be about Devils and Rangers, and we're talking about the Sharks here. So let's get Sorry. into Devils and Rangers. Yeah. So um, what um what were your key takeaways from yesterday's game? Uh, so Kira Schmid, again, you know, he, like you can't blame him for any of the goals he gave up in uh, game six. But, you know, he, he had his first like so-so outing, giving up five on 29 shots. So, like you were kind of wondering how was he going to bounce back in game seven. And of course, Boy, did he bounce back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really like he answered the bell. His, the flash, I remember at least three glove saves, the one on. Lafreniere, uh, Zabana Jad on the power play, and then I think it was Trocek in the third period. I think he cleared it up real quickly that his glove's not an issue. Yeah, because I think I think that you know, oh, they were trying. The Rangers were trying to go glove on him because of Game Six, but um, he showed them that, like, yeah, you can forget about that. And then what what he does well, his positioning was great last night. Um, rebound control was, was even better. Next. Yeah, I was going to say his rebound control was even better. He really didn't give up any rebounds in the Rangers' 31 shots. So, you know, he was obviously a huge difference maker in Game 7. Not that the Rangers really generated anything against him. They had, like, five high-danger chances at 5-5 five and five for the whole game. But he still got faced 31 shots, and he didn't – there wasn't a point in the game where I thought, like, oh, there was the one deflection at the end of the second period that went off him and then just, like, wide of the net – that was the only shot where I was like, oh, you know, that was a little bit shaky. But other than that, 
yeah, I mean, he was ridiculously good. He, he gave the Rangers nothing to look at. He took away their angles. Um, the glove was there, the positioning, the rebound control, everything was just spot on. And he, he changed the series. Um, you know, I, they played a lot better in front of him than they did Vanacek, but um, there's yeah, still something to be said to stop in the pucks. I mean, yes, two exactly. shutouts, two shutouts against yeah, this he, Rangers team. That's very difficult to do. Yeah, exactly. Especially when the Devils were still lacking in discipline to start that game, and they were giving the Rangers the, well, the, the power play, which is how they generate most of their offense. So first yeah, shutout, they only had two power plays, but they doubled it this time around with four. Um, yeah, and he had some really big saves. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, this, I mean, they're not in round two without him. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see because they're playing every other day this series. They're not going to have a two day break at any point. But, and we've seen teams, you know, try to switch up goaltenders a little bit here in the playoffs, but it's backfired on them. Um, so I would assume he's going to start the, the first couple games at least, but I don't expect him to. He's a young kid. You got it. Yeah, and he it. didn't play much in the NHL this season, too. I think it was like 18 games or something like that. So I don't think fatigue's an issue, but. Uh, I think it was 21, just, but. Yeah. Um, well, just something to watch, you know, moving forward. But, uh, you know, because like we saw the the wild tribe mark Andre Fleury for Philip Gustafson, and that didn't work out. It kind of backfired on them and changed the series a little bit. So. Um, we'll see what happens there. But um, oh, Lucille has made her um, regular appearance. I see weekly appearance. She yeah. was she was cheering. She was going nuts last night. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, she looks she looks tired like me too. I can see the eyes right now. Yeah, she, we, we she, got the same eyes going right now. We so. were dancing around a little bit together. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Schmido, great series. Um, I mean, looking forward to what he can do against Carolina, who's lacking finishing talent right now because they're their three of their best wingers are not going to be available for the series. Not, not, I think, and, and wing was definitely their strength, right? Because it's not like they're super deep up the middle. No. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think clear advantage there, but before we get into that, I, I you know, I think we got to shout out the depth players on the devils. Yeah. Let's um, get to it. Because you have goals from Mike McLeod, who hasn't scored since January. You have a goal from Thomas Tatar. Um, and I, I, Forgive me, but it's been a while. No, he actually had a be potted a couple towards the end of the season. He actually got in a little bit of a rhythm, right? Yeah, he had like four goals in like his last ten games. And yeah, so he was he was doing well. Um, and uh, and then probably maybe the offensive MVP of this series, uh, Eric Halla. Eric Halla. I mean, yeah, he had four goals some, and six points. I think. Yeah, I mean, right? It's tough. I mean, listen, he's not the one driving a lot of the play, but he 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 finished when it counted. Yeah, and like you know, you were hoping in this series that like Nico and Jesper and Timo Meyer were going to be the ones to get the goals, and like none. Of, it's not that any of those players played poorly; they played pretty well, especially Timo. He was just snake bitten. Um, so you needed someone else to step up and score the goals, and it was Eric Halla. Snake bitten, or or you're just playing against a really, really good goaltender. Um, yeah, that too. Yeah. And and if we're being honest, a lot of these goals are just dirty goals. Um, you know, I think a lot I mean, listen, Halla's two on one was not a dirty goal. That was very pretty. But the other goals he scored were tips or just tap ins um yeah. to tar right in front of the net, tap in. Um, and McLeod, Mike, yeah. Mike, right in the, in the blue. I mean, listen, he made fantastic patience and, and work in his ray. I mean, there was more, you know, I want to give the, give that it's flowers that it's due because there was some skill involved there. Um, but it, you know, in the blue paint, uh, putting it home. Did you see what McLeod said about that goal too? He's like, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I don't doubt it. The dude's <laughs> flying by the wing of his seat. He's taking face-offs with his stick in his opposite hand. I mean, the guy is just having a good time just doing his thing. I mean, he's just trying to get that next, like, three-year contract. Yeah, and he's – and I think he probably earned it with that goal alone because it was ended up being the game winner. So And uh, and he seems like everyone – like, listen, we still have a lot of undecided you – know, let's put the caveat on this, right? We still have a lot of undecided – uh, legal with matters. WJC. Yeah, we yeah, don't know yet. We don't know. But outside of that, let's you know, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Um, this guy seems like a great addition to the locker room. Yeah, at least for the time being. Yeah, I mean, everyone seems to be saying great things about him during this series, and you know, it's nice to see a player like McLeod get rewarded. 
because he doesn't score goals. I think he had four the whole season, right? And he scores his first goal in what? But he didn't make our top stars once or two or three times. Yeah, like on this podcast, you mean? Yeah, yeah, on this podcast, just because. And listen, this is all that matters: is our our opinions <laughs> and thoughts. So, yes, our podcast. Um, yeah, he he, you know, he he's had some great, just influential games. Maybe he hasn't gotten all the points, but I, he's been a huge clog in this team this year. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's nice to see him like get rewarded with such a huge goal and such a huge moment against your local rival. And like you know, it looks like there's gonna. Be, I mean, he could have just like ended this whole not ended the whole Rangers team, but it does look like there's gonna be massive changes because he scored the game winner uh, coming to this or- that organization. So like he he had a huge outcome on what the Rangers might be doing this offseason. Yeah, I mean, like um, basically, if we think about it. You know, and you hear all the all the sources that are coming from, you know, either Fridge or, you know, other dregs and, and all these guys. They're, you know, basically hinting that uh, Gallant is very much on the hot seat uh, after uh, this series loss. Yeah, it does look like Gallant is for sure a toast. Um, clean out day is tomorrow for the Rangers. And if he doesn't speak, then that's probably a pretty good sign that he's not coming back. So um, and yeah, I. I mean, we'll see what happens. I listened to I listened to his presser after the game yesterday. Well, he yeah, I didn't listen to it, but I saw the quote him saying like we're not a team. It's nice to have talent, but we're not a like I think he he basically criticized this the way the team was built, and that kind of me to me seems like maybe I'm reading into it a little bit too much, but it seems like there's a bit of a disconnect between him and Jury and how the team was built. just based off what he said to end that game. So, um, yeah, it does look like he might even want out to begin with. Yeah, I mean, one one thing we know is is that he he's never been long tenured in his in his spots of where he went. If we look back to, I believe, yeah. uh, the Panthers, Vegas. Panthers, Vegas, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it, it seems like he might be a little bit of a prickly individual, but um, – who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll see when all the when all the cookies are crumbled and uh, all the shoes have dropped. Um, anything else? Uh, I guess we could add. Jesper got the monkey off his back. Um, I mean, look what an empty net goal did to Palat. I expect a hat trick from Brat next game. Um, <laughs> hey, he won't be going against Jess Durkin, so never know. Oh, one one last thing before we put a pin in this. I did hear on uh, Ray Ferrara, I believe, was saying, you know, he's talking about the series and whatnot. And apparently Vinny Trocek, all he was doing was either looking to fight someone on the Devils or complain to the refs. But the whole series? Uh, I don't know if it was a whole series or just game seven, but yeah, that's basically seven, what he it said. Would make sense. Yeah, it's basically what he said. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, I think at the end of that game, the Rangers weren't even trying to come back into it. They were just trying to kind of take Devils out. I mean, Braden Schneider put a really hard hit on Nathan Bastion. Um, and that was when Mercer and Halla had the two-on-one, or Sharon Govich maybe was on that two-on-one with him. Uh, he put a really hard in Bastion. Bastion took the hit and made a really nice play to get it to Mercer. And then obviously there was Jacob Truba's ridiculous hit on Timo Meyer. Um, it was funny to see the handshake line. They actually looked like they kind of smiled uh, Meyer and Truba, and like it looked like they had like a that wasn't didn't look like there was any animosity between the two of them. Well, I mean, yeah, look at your Meyer. You you're gonna get a fat contract this summer, and you just beat him. Like, who cares? Okay, yeah, you laid some and he's macho fun, hit. By the looks yeah, of it, he's traveling. He seems Carolina, fine. You so. laid some macho hit on me. Sweet. I'm moving on to the next round. You're going golfing this weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um... Meyer's complete class. Like he's like. Everything Meyer did this series was all well within the rules. Every, he was the one that got cheap shotted multiple times yeah. after the whistle. Let's talk about Timo a little bit. Like for a guy, I saw someone tweet this, and I don't remember who it was, so I'm sorry if you're listening and this was your tweet and you hear it. But like, the had was there a player in this uh, who went without a point that had more of an impact on Meyer uh, than Meyer in this playoff series? Like. No points, but he was clearly in living rent free in Chesterkin's head. Like, did you catch when Chesterkin shot played the puck at him? Yeah, yeah, that was when Andre Miller took that penalty in the third or second period. Why did that play get? Why did that play get touched? It they did. They did control the puck. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I I watched. So I was like, well, why did we not get a goal there? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Live, and then I was watching the highlights, and I don't remember who touched it from the Rangers, but they did control it, so that's why that play got blown dead. So back to your point, yes, Timo lived in his head, didn't even score on him, but I think Shosturkin was a little bit in Timo's head because I think Timo was gripping his stick a little too hard on some of these shots. But it could go both ways. I think it went both ways, but it clearly you know favored us because you have Shosturkin yelling at his bench. Always trying to, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Binghamton 2.0 was Shesterkin over here. Um, it, you know, it, it, listen, if if you're going to knock him off his game anyway, anyhow, I think uh, he wasn't pleased because obviously Timo landed on his leg. Nico clearly took him out on that other one. I mean, they, they beat him up this series. It wasn't Nico like. Nico took him out last night, too. That was when he shot the puck at Shesterkin, right? Because Nico lost an edge and he won, and Shesterkin went out to play the puck and just uh, Nico lost an edge. It was like he was way out of the crease. Shesterkin, so yeah, yeah, and he made bowling ball right. Yeah, and that's yeah. when Keandre Miller took the penalty, and then Shesterkin shot the puck at Myers. Myers circled back around the net. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Merrick was even talking about that on uh, the Merrick show today with Friedman, uh, like how Nico he sure it just kind of looked like the message to him was like get in front of the net and just make life difficult for Shesterkin, and like I can't really argue with that. Bro. Friedman wasn't yeah, he a fan had a of couple, it. He had that one redirection too that almost went in. Second yeah, MSB. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. In at game seven. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They um, that that line did really well yesterday. Really, yeah. really, really well. I, yeah, do, you, do you have their advanced analytics on that one? Uh, so for this series, I don't, but like the, the Tarheesher Brat line during the regular season was one of the best that Lindy Ruff used. They had like expected goals percentage was like above 60%. North of 60. Yeah. Yeah. Was, they were a really dominant line and pretty much any line that Tatar was on this season was pretty dominant. So, um, Ooh, yeah. I think one last thing. Do we, we got to give them credit for the Wood and Sharon Govich substitutions? Sharon Govich for sure. I thought Sharon Govich was fantastic. I thought he was fantastic. I yeah. thought he was very noticeable in in a good way. There was one time he didn't clear the puck on the penalty kill. I yeah, almost those Marino tossed it was my early in, yeah yeah. I was tossed my game, phone to the TV. Yeah, they, yeah, they couldn't clear the puck. I know what you're talking about, but Schmid bailed them because out. that's literally that's every time they've scored has been on a failed clearance by us. It hasn't been because they've like worked the puck or anything. It's just been a failed clearance on our part. Yeah, so I don't. It was. I think that was the first Rangers power play of the game when Marino and Sharon Govich failed to clear the ball. Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, he was very uh, tense. He had a couple of quality chances. He set up Dawson Mercer for a really good chance around the net early in the it's game. It's Shesterkin in the shoulder uh, yeah. on that one. Um, so it wasn't like he was just hitting him in the breadbasket. It looked like he was getting a shot. I mean, dude, he's got one of the best wristers on the team. He just doesn't bring it night in and night out. And yeah, that's the it's, problem. It's the consistency with him that's the issue for sure. But I definitely think he played his way into the lineup for game one against Carolina. Um, it's unfortunate for Bokas. He didn't really do anything wrong. But Sharon Govich played. And maybe what did he do with Wood? Uh, Wood, like the the thing we've been asking of Wood for however long is just don't do anything dumb, don't take dumb penalties, and he didn't do that last night. I even I didn't think there were any moments where he did anything egregious defensively. I thought he was fine in that regard too. And like going into the series, you I don't think he played much. Uh, let me see, let me pull it up right now from natural. Spectrum. I have it. You have yeah, it. I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna play more than like seven. He's not going to play double digit. Six thirty last night. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you can just go in six thirty, you know, could play physical, throw a couple of hits, maybe you get like a couple shots on goal. Um, don't take any penalties. Really, it's just the penalties. If you don't take any penalties, he's a fine enough fourth liner. And I think they he, probably he did a play thing. the least out of all forwards because Bastion penalty kills got eight fifty four and McLeod twelve fifty. Look yeah, at I mean, you, Mikey. Yeah, so McLeod always gets the defensive zone draws, so he always gets a little extra time because sometimes you get out there for a few seconds until you can get out mm-hmm. of the defensive zone. So yeah, if Miles can just play six, seven minutes, play a little physical, don't take any penalties, don't do anything dumb, just keep him in the lineup, that's fine. You know Lazar can play well, and Bryce was you know wondering like maybe Lazar is a little bit banged up. That's why he came out of the lineup. I saw him say that during either the pregame yesterday or at some point during the broadcast. Um, so yeah, I thought Miles was fine, but really Sharon Govich stood out to me. I think he should, and you know if he can't, if Meyer can't play in game one, you get the the Sharon Govich Bokus Mercer line that was really good uh, for game one this season. So. You could do that, but I think Yegor is definitely – he should definitely stay in the lineup after that Game 7 performance, which is impressive on his part because he hadn't played in uh, a little bit. 
It's been close to two, three weeks at this point, right? Did he play in game two? Did he play oh, in the... Yeah, I'm an idiot. First? He did. Yeah. He did. But still, that was But like I mean, like... like yeah, but I mean, like, he... During the, the last quarter of the season, he played very sparingly. Yeah, I mean, Boquist kind of took his spot from him, and then you had, you know, obviously Timo come into the, the lineup after the trade deadline, or before the trade deadline, so... Yeah, he kind of lost his spot a little bit there. But, um, yeah, I mean, good good on him. He played really well. Um, I hope he's in the game one lineup because Carolina, they're a good team. They're going to be able to possess the puck even though that they don't have you – know, He's going to score. I feel it. He's going to score in the Carolina series because he's got a wicked wrister and these goalies, they're not – yeah, you don't know what you're getting with Ranta and Anderson for sure. So it can be a little bit uh, sketchy. So um, yeah, I think he has like someone. One of my friends mentioned this to me too. But he he has like dark horse, like kind of unsung hero uh, vibes in him. Like he could, you know, like sort of like McLeod in Game Seven. Like Sharangovich could have like that big goal. In and he's game. in a contract year. He's got to do something. He's got to feed yeah. the family. Yeah, whether it's him, you know, playing with the Devils or playing with another NHL team, yeah, he has to show a little bit something if he's going to stay in the lineup uh, for the Carolina series. Do we feel like we covered everything? The crowd was yeah. electric. Oh, the crowd was insane. Uh, just on TV, like you could tell the the vibes were immaculate. And old man fisherman was there. Uh, oh, well, I went to I went to Game Five, so I had to give up Game Seven. But um, what did old man fisherman say about the crowd in Game Seven? He said that it was wild. He said like the last five minutes of the game were just party time. Oh yeah, because once once Hala scored the three nothing goal, it was like everyone could breathe. Like it's a three nothing lead with five minutes left, and then yeah, the Igor chance started. I think we had Rangers suck chance going on too. Yeah, I, the Igor chance kind of bugged me. They bugged me too. Yeah, I don't think he was the only player on the Rangers that showed up every game. Like, yeah, like don't taunt like. Yeah, he was really he, good. He owned us for a bunch of this series. I mean, he gave uh, up only, what, 14 goals in seven games or something yeah. like that? Right. And yeah. it, it was funny. I think there was like, uh, it was right before the hollow goal. Uh, Mrs. Fisherman was going to uh, retire for the evening. And oh uh, I'm guessing she did not retire after. Uh, she did not re- No, she did not retire. I said, sit your ass right down. <laughs> this game's not over. And, uh, you know, I, I needed to keep the feng shui of the room because the vibes were good at that point. Um, I understand where you're coming from. If you got this, a good this, vibe set up. This yeah. game seven, we're not fucking with the vibes. So um, I was like, and then Hollis scored and then Jesper scored like two minutes later. I was like, okay, you can go to bed. Okay, yeah. Uh, so there's only a couple extra minutes. Nothing yeah. Bad. It was, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. It was two goals. You got a couple woos out of it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I understand what you're saying. If you got like, so for games one and two, I didn't like do anything special, but I was like, game three, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna, I had some blue moons in the fridge. I grabbed one, opened it, and they won game three. I was like, all right, well, I guess I gotta do this again. So I did it for game four, they won. I did it for game five, they won. I did it for game six, and they lost. I was like, okay, well, just go, go back to like water, I guess, for game seven. So when you have a setup that you like, yeah, I mean, I might have to go for another pedicure now and uh, get the get the, get the red and black. Yeah, get the paint refreshed for uh, series two. Yeah, well, hey, you better hurry up. We're t- we're twenty four hours away from game time here, so see what I can do tomorrow. See what I can do tomorrow. <laughs> um, anything else? I think yeah, I, I think, think we, we pretty much covered it. Yeah, right. Uh, Trube is an asshole. Uh, Gaunt's <laughs> gone. Um, Kane sucked. Yeah, he was bad. I don't think he was the worst Ranger from their big. He's definitely about- hurt, though, right? He's yeah, got to be hurt. He's been talking about it for a while that he needs something done on his hip. But he had like six points, I think, in seven games. So it's like, yeah, but he, that's like hitting a home run in the ninth inning when you're up ten. Like, yeah, I mean, that, 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 I none agree. of his like, points. He didn't have an impact. None of his points mattered. Series. It's like Pasha was saying, uh, you know, Patrick Kane would be a liability and. It turned out that was right, but I thought Panarin was way worse than him, and I thought Panarin was their worst big star. He was in. Shout out Stan, Stanny Fish. Yeah, Shout Stan, out Stanny Fish, bread, though. What was the? What did he say? Was it bread? Bread toast? Oh, or toast but bread? yeah, the bread man more like is toasted. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I saw that. I think I you told me about that. Then I sent the tweet. I was like, oh, there's a lot more in this tweet than. Oh yeah. <laughs> than yeah, it was, yeah. It was a spicy one. <laughs> yeah, had some comments. Yeah. Um, good old Islanders fan, Stan Fischler. <laughs> um, 
All right, let's uh, let's get into our favorite segments now. Um, I think we'll run through these pretty quickly because I think we touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, stat attack. Let's hear it, Alejandro. Yeah, so I'm going to go with some Schmido stat attack. In game seven, he didn't you know, face like a ton of quality, but he still stopped 1.88 goals above expected. Um, oh, hold on. Nico Heeshear named Selkie finalist. Nice. Bam! Live, live. You guys are getting news live here. Look at that. Yeah. All right. All right. When did this get announced? A couple minutes ago, I'm assuming. Jack Hughes is a finalist for the Lady Bing, along with Anze Kopitar and Braden Point as well. Mitch Marner. Oh, look at that. Mitch Marner, the other uh, Selkie finalist, which Bergeron, of course. Um, yeah, that's that's I wasn't Mitch Marner. That's an interesting one. Yeah, well deserved for Nico. That's for sure. Um, yeah, if you I'm not trying to be silent here while we're recording because that gets kind of awkward. But yeah, that's a well deserved award for Nico. I, I'm I mean, um, you gotta is Lady Bing sportsmanship? That's the sportsman one. Yeah, it's usually the yeah because he takes no he takes no penalties. He had like what three penalties the whole year, which for him was like what the hell. Yeah, give it to Jack. Give just give him a trophy to get his feet wet because he knows the other ones are coming. Yeah, um, we were doing stat attack before, right? So yeah, stat attack. Sorry, yeah, so I said the goals above uh, goal save above expected one point eight eight in game. Schmido the torpedo. Yeah, torpedo. I think is going to stick there for quite a bit. And for the series, he finished with a nine fifty save percentage, which is I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, granted, he didn't play the first two games, but still ridiculous. Um, the only game where he was like, eh was game five or game six and you can't even really fault him for what he gave up in game six so you know like i said before series changer um and uh, he's gonna need to keep it up against carolina because they'll get their shots off whether they can finish them is a different story but they're gonna still get their shots off yeah i mean they did that's that's their game man defense and shots that's that's carolina that's carolina hurricanes hockey yeah, they they get shots off from the point. They look for rebounds and stuff. So you know they'll get their 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 uh, their due for sure. All righty, uh, my stat attack is just gonna be the freaking winometer from last night. It was oh my goodness, I had it up, and then and then Nico was named Selkie finalist, and my whole Twitter blew up. So winometer. Tap dance, tap dance. Winometer ninety one point six percent to eighty no to eight point four percent. I mean, pure domination from last night. It wasn't even close. Oh, it just felt so good to wake up this morning and know you beat the Rangers. If I, you know, I work with so many Rangers fans and just like you know, getting a little oh, great theories, yay! You know, like <laughs> you know, I, I I took the higher road, but. You know, f you guys because you guys would have given it to me, and um, yeah, just felt so good. Yeah, it did it feel like, really good. They because dominated. Like, Messier didn't even know what to freaking say on the broadcast. It was fantastic. And you know why it felt really good too? It's because like not that many people picked the Devils to win this series. Like I had Devils in seven in my preview, and I was like a toss up. But like the more like, hold on, I'll like, get the re- I have receipts. Oh, okay, uh, of course. Yeah, I mean, pretty much I won. Uh, I think most people on ESPN pick the Rangers in like six or seven. I have receipts. Hold on. Do, do, do. You know, Pasha was like the only one to like. So, uh, Frege. Frege. Merrick, I know, picked them too. Uh, Eric Engels. Chris mm-hmm. Simpson. Bucigras. Mike Monaco. Chris, Kristen Shilton. And PK Subban. The only ones that picked the Devils. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to them. I got receipts. Yeah, but Butchie's been big on the Devils. Even before the season, he said they were going to be It's because you get the best chicken parm in Jersey. Everyone knows that. That's a good point. Yeah, you're not getting better chicken parm than outside the, the New Jersey area. So, um, yeah, of course, P.K. Subban, I saw my friend told me that the P.K. Subban said they're going to win the Eastern Conference this year. So, um yeah, that's a bold take, PK. Uh, let's just get through. Let's just get through game one of round yeah, two. All that's right. That's what I was going to say too. Let's get through the Carolina series first. Just game one, even. Yeah. I'm going to make an audible here. Uh, I got no one to throw in the dungeon. 
I have nothing to throw in the dungeon. Too many. This is yeah. this is too much of a good vibes podcast. Yeah, to have no, a I'm, devil's not throwing, dungeon. I'm not throwing anyone in the dungeon. There's dungeons. nobody in the dungeon this week because it was just mmm mmm mmm. It's like a crisp morning. Got up. Mmm. Yeah. Hot coffee and just today, you know, Devils fans enjoy all the media. Listen to all the podcasts. Go on Twitter for hours and just just soak it all in because. Most of the time, it freaking sucks. And when you're losing, it sucks. But when you win, it's great. Just national media coverage, everything. Just suck. Just soak it all in because it, it, it's a good day to be a Devils fan. Yeah, for sure. That's why we're not putting anyone in the dungeon. No one really deserves to be in the dungeon to begin with anyways. Um, no, I mean, maybe, you know, the officiating, but it was just poor all around. So uh, maybe Steve Valquette, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, what Valiquette, a uh, he was a little – I saw his post-game yesterday. He was a little depressed. But he actually had, like, pretty reasonable takes on the Rangers. Like, he wasn't – like, he gave Devils the Devils a lot of credit last night, and he was saying, like, the Rangers – Maybe Keith crazy. Yandel. I'm sick of him, too. Keith Yandel, like, he's not a Devils hater. He just doesn't – No, he's anything. a Devils hater because today he said, uh, I was hoping – you know, I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes, but I would have hoping the Devils would win because then they'd be an easier opponent for the Panthers. So he's not done on his hate train. Well, yeah, he's um, Panthers. I mean, he played there for so long, so like. Yeah, but to yeah, say that the Devils would be an easier opponent. Toronto. I don't think the Panthers are beating Toronto, anyways. No, no. Quick, quick prediction. That's going to be our dungeon this week. Uh, predictions. What, what do you got for the Leafs? Uh, so I got Toronto in six. Okay, and what do you got in the Oilers series? I got Edmonton in five. I don't think their goaltending, go, Vegas's goaltending, is going to be able to hold up against the firepower of the Oilers. And the uh, Dallas series. Dallas in six. Yeah, I got Dallas in five. I think they're just going to steamroll them. Yeah, um, I can see them winning the Western Conference. It's a really good team. Yeah. Um, Oilers. I like mm-hmm. Vegas' team, but... Uh, I just don't trust their goaltending. Yeah, Brassois and then Aiden Hill and Jonathan Quick. Are you the options? Brassois yeah, uh, I, think, well. I, I think Oilers in six. But yeah. Mark Stone's back, so you never know. He's a yeah, killer. Stone makes a huge difference, but I think McDavid, Drysaddle, RNH, um, it's just a little bit too much firepower. And if Vegas takes penalties, they're they're screwed because their penalty kill is not very good, and the Oilers' power play is ridiculous. But then again, I mean, it's not like Skinner's playing out of his mind either. I mean, he's yeah. playing okay, but you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and do you trust Jack to go to Jack Campbell too? I think it could be a really high scoring series. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if Eichel gets going too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be Off fun. To the first races. time we get to see Eichel versus McDavid in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, you know that's one versus two from yeah. No, no, McDavid. No, it was McDavid Matthews, right? No, McDavid Matthews was uh, was Matthews the line A year, I think. Um, I think it was Matthews line A in twenty sixteen, and then McDavid Eichel was twenty fifteen. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And when was uh, Jack Kako? Uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, all right, 2019, great year. Um, yeah, MSG, you clapped at that pick. You clapped yeah. at that. And now you they're cla- booing Jack every time he touches the yeah. puck. So. Talk about living rent-free, freaking scumbags. Um, all righty, should we get into our three stars of the – are we going to do the series or are we going to just do game seven? Um, did we do three stars for like the first couple of games last time? We yeah, recorded? we did the yeah first couple of games. Yeah, uh, all right, let's just do it for game seven. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Kick us off. Who's your third right, star? So third star. Um, just going off vibes. Um, vibes only. But, yeah. So third star, I definitely have to go with um Andre Palat, or actually no, Eric Halla will be a uh, third star for me. Um, I mean he had a great series. Um, but he who gave some big minutes on the penalty kill uh, in game seven. And obviously he, his three, his goal to make it three, nothing pretty much salted the game away at that point. Um, you know, he had some really cool, he had like a really kind of chilled laid back interview with MSG at the end. Just like, it's like, you know, he was, he didn't even really know what to say. He's like, I just don't want to do anything that one day I could be like, well, what if this, what if that he's just like, I just want to go out there and win and have fun. And I think his, um, comments before game seven too were pretty awesome like because someone asked him about the rangers record in previous game sevens or whatever he's like yeah that's great but i don't really care the past is the past and i'm I'm about the present and 
I think his voice as a veteran in the locker room was a big difference along with someone like Andre Palat as well. So And Tomash. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I talked about it in my takeaways put post, like the vet the veterans led the way in game seven it was Tatar, Palat, and Hala. Um getting the goals so yeah i gotta give one of them love for sure yeah i mean granted they did lead the way but it, what the kids weren't far behind yeah uh, no they, i mean the, the kids i mean the core players made their impact too but jack was like an excited puppy out there <laughs> he was just a little too rambunctious at times when he went over yeah ass over skates yeah but uh skates over ass or whatever but um yeah and nico was just rock solid yeah <laughs> Um, okay, your third star. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Mike McLeod. Yeah, <laughs> game winning goal, technically, right? Uh, yeah, no. with the shutout, game winning goal, uh, big penalty kill minutes, awesome from the dot. Um, he was just noticeable on the ice yesterday. Uh, and obviously, when you kick off the score, I mean, once once they got that goal, I think the crowd really just that was it. Devils fans took over from there. Um, probably a little bit more blue than you'd like to see in the stands, but you, you kind of saw that coming with a game seven. Um, yeah, Mikey McLeod, my third star. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, he won. I mean, yeah, technically won the series for them. So, yep. <laughs> All right, who's your second star of the week? Uh, so or game seven. Before, but uh, Palat, I mean, playoff Palat was ridiculous in game seven. Uh, obviously, the play to set up the McLeod goal, he just took out two Rangers, uh, stripped the puck off Adam Fox's stick, and then Kreider, and then he faked out Adam Fox, and the setup to McLeod was great. And then on the second, or not the second goal, on the, the hollow goal, he won a puck battle on along the boards, got it to Jack. Jack did the rest in the setup for Hollis. Two assist night for him. It was kind of like a peak playout plot performance in that sense. Like he really made an impact. Like the goal to set up McLeod was a peak playoff plot play. That was play. just yeah, yeah. The, that was that was plot in the playoffs. Cl- all day clip that day. clip that for NHL films. That's yeah. that's 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 going on his retirement video. Yeah, for sure. So and you know he was a you know as much as McLeod got the goal and stuff. I think Palat was a huge uh, difference maker in Game Seven, and that's part of the reason why the Devils signed a guy like Palat in free agency is for moments like that in the playoffs. And you know he didn't have a great regular season. Injuries were part of that as well, but he's been pretty decent in this playoffs uh, so far. And uh, I thought he was starting to get better as the series went along too. And in Game Seven, it just kind of like blew up for him. He, he was also throwing his body around. Like, he he was looking to hit people. Yeah, that's um, his thing. Like, he's not the biggest guy, but he'll throw the body the body around. Yeah, I mean, he was really getting under. I think he was going for Truba a couple times, too, which I was loving. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think Palat's definitely deserving of the second star. I'm actually going to take a little bit of a right turn here and go down Marino way uh, and pick up Johnny, uh, the real Johnny Hockey, because – Two assists, right? Let's let's get that out of the way. Um, I know one was on the empty net goal, but it's still um, an assist. And and the first one should have counted as two assists because it was so goddamn beautiful. So that's just offensively. Defensively, he has been incredible. Um, won't let the won't let the Rangers in the zone. Um, yeah, shout out John Marino, second star of the week. Yeah, and he'll have some easier matchups in Carolina. I mean, he'll be going against uh, Sebastian Ajo's line, but you know they're missing so much star power in uh, Carolina for this series that he sh- it should be a little bit easier for him in that series. Don't take it lightly, though. This Carolina oh, team's going to yeah. come to play, yeah. and we don't have a good record against Carolina in the playoffs. Yeah. I yeah, don't need to remind everyone of t- t- 2009. That was yeah, that probably was the, the worst playoff series in this organization's history yeah i remember that one pretty clearly that was uh not yeah a good time. i was there it was not uh, a good ooh. time yeah no I, what just happened yeah i i'd rather i remember watching it here and be like oh they tied it we're going to overtime and then they didn't go to overtime and i was just kind of like sad the rest of the night yeah uh first star who's your first star um, so like, I know he wasn't tested too much, but I got to give it to Schmido for the 31 safe performance. Schmido the torpedo. I have to get a sound effect for that, you know, going forward. I think that has a little bit of a, um, yeah, something like, yeah, torpedo noise. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one game, 
I hope that shows up when we publish this. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. That, that sucks. Um, um, so, um, yeah, Schmid was fantastic. 31 safe shutout in a game seven for a 22 year old rookie. Uh, yeah, it's got, it got like, uh, you know, you talking about Carolina before. It has like, he has some Cam Ward vibes, you know, when Cam was at 2006, uh, made that crazy run for the Hurricanes when they made, uh, won the Stanley Cup. Has uh, that kind of feel to it a little bit. So we'll see if it let's continues. win another series and then we That's can talk saying. Cam yeah, Ward. Yeah. yeah. If it continues against Carolina. Yeah. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Torpedo's my number one, too. I mean, how can you not give it to him? Two yeah. shutouts. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. He held the Rangers to less, what, one? Game goal. seven shutout? That's absurd. He had shutouts and then the other two wins, it was one goal, right? So he, he held them to less than what two goals and four of the five games started to be crazy it's a kid's net for the foreseeable future yeah no i mean for sure so yeah number one star for me as well should we get into a preview of what we kind of expect to see against the uh, carolina hurricanes yeah a little bit quickly here because i gotta hop on another something oh i know i got i got i got you for uh 11 more minutes let's get going so um carolina's series obviously going to be a lot different than what the devils dealt with against new york uh carolina and new jersey were like the two best five on five teams throughout the regular season uh carolina they play with pace they're quick um they transition the puck up the ice really quickly but they're not a rush team like new york they like to dump in the puck and get in on the forecheck um, they kind of look for shots. Uh, they take a lot of point shots, which is not really a surprise with what they have on the back end with Brett, Brent Burns and Brady Shea, who've been really good uh, defensemen this year uh, offensively. Um, so it'll be a different look than what the the defensively for the Devils. It'll be a different look than what they did uh, had against New York. Um, the thing here with Carolina is they're missing a lot of their top players on the wing, Taravainen, uh, Pacioretty, and Sveshnikov are all done for the, the whole postseason. So those three top scorers on the wing, like I know Pacioretty only played like five games with Carolina before he... Uh, he scored a bunch of goals. It was kind of crazy. Goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had three goals in those five games. So like if he were healthy, uh, if he didn't... I think one of them was against the Devils, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's possible because he came back around that time in January. Um, yeah. I don't remember, but um, yeah, it's definitely possible. So that's a huge difference. I mean, like Stefan Nason's had a nice season for them, but he's an old friend of the Devils' friend, by the way, Stefan Nason, back in the NHL. He had a nice season. I'm for happy him. for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy really for him. happy for him, too, because he's been killing it in the AHL for a while and kind of felt like he was, uh, you know, he belonged somewhere in the NHL. He's... I think was skating on their top line with Sebastian Ajo. I would take him back in a heartbeat. I loved him. I loved his compete. Yeah, and he still got that compete with him. He gets the dirty goals. He had a couple. I one He's at perfect least I for the Hurricanes. He's a yeah, Rod he the Bod type the of Hurric- player, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he's gonna get top line minutes with Sebastian Ajo, and I think Seth Jarvis rounds out their line. That's what I think I remember seeing in practice this morning for the Hurricanes. Um, What's your biggest but, concern going into the series? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, my biggest concern is that the the way Carolina plays, they're forechecking. The Devils are not always the best at um, retrieving the puck on dump-ins. Um, so how the Devils manage to defend against that, I think, will be kind of key. Because in some of the games we saw in the regular season with, uh, against Carolina, that's something they did really well and uh, kind of pinned back the Devils in a couple of the games. Obviously not the 3-0 shutout that they had in their final matchup when Vanacek was really good. Probably and, the uh, Devils' best regular season performance that night or, or up there. It was up there with, yeah, you know, that that last matchup against the Rangers was really good too uh, toward the end of the season. It was, but it was, yeah, that last, that was one of their best uh, games, of, com- most complete games, I think would be a good way of putting it. Um, so yeah, that's my biggest concern. Uh, the the goaltending for Carolina, like I, Brindamore kind of hinted that he could go at a rotation here with Anderson and Ranta, so it's possible the Devils see both goalies. Do um, you? I mean, it, it's about uh, like the Devils are going to score more this series, right? We fully expect them to yeah. pop more goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I tweeted it just before we um, hopped on to record here, but Money Puck um, shared like the top. Um, expect the goals leaders throughout the playoffs. And Nico Heischer is at like 3.3 or something like that. Jack, or he was at like 3.1. Jack's at 3.3. So Jack's basically producing 
to expect it at this point. And Meyer wasn't on the list, but he's also at like two point nine. So like the Nico, he's Nico right. Is- he's knocking on the door. I he I think he's going to play game one, and I think he's going to score more this year. I mean, obviously, uh, if he just needs one point to score more than last year, but I think. <laughs> Yeah, My point he, is, is I think he's going to be very impactful this series. Yeah, I think him and Nico will break through. I think Jesper Bratt will as, as well. I think you're going to get goals from these guys in this series. Um, you know, Freddie Anderson is a bit of a wild card. He was really good in that game six closeout um, against the Islanders. Um, but you don't really know what you're going to get with him. He wasn't great in the regular season this year. Uh, Ronta was probably the better of the two. And Ronta was pretty good in that series against the Islanders as well. But, you know, the Islanders don't have any finishing. They got to pepper him. That was the one thing I felt like we just didn't do enough of against Shesterkin is pepper him. Yeah. Um, I think they did a good job peppering Shesterkin. I think sometimes what they got away from sometimes was that he was seeing shots cleanly too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to credit to the Rangers, they block a hell of a lot of shots. They do. Yeah, that is true. They block um, a lot of shots, so credit to them. I mean, we we definitely out like I think like the shot attempts, not shots on goal. The shot attempts were wild. Amount. Yeah, it was pretty significant advantage for the Devils and an expected goals as well. Um, so or at least through the first two periods, maybe they evened out in the third because they kind of just went on. Yeah, lockdown. the Devils did sit back a little bit in the third period, which I didn't like too much, but I can understand it. Um, didn't love it, but at the same time, they were taking their opportunities when presented. They did. Get a couple odd man out rushes. They and it wasn't like they were just sitting in. They like didn't give the Rangers anything either. Like the Rangers would dump it in the zone and be gone in two seconds. So it wasn't like it was sit back and absorb all this pressure and then barely get it out. It was like you know don't even let the Rangers in. They just basically kept the game into the neutral zone. Yeah, exactly. And the longer and longer that the Rangers went without scoring a third goal or a goal in the um, third period. You know, they started their defense started getting more aggressive and getting. You knew the that's Devils were getting men, three. You yeah, knew the Devils were getting three. Yeah, and that's when the odd man rushes started happening. That's when Hala eventually got the third goal for them. So, do you think Carolina's system suits the Devils better or worse than the Rangers' system? Um, I think it's that's a good question too. I think it's difficult. Like the Devils play kind of the same way that the Rangers do, so they know how to defend it. They've had trouble defending against Carolina's system this season because they're not great at you know retrieving the puck on dump-ins, uh, and that's basically all Carolina does. They don't really like they don't do anything off the rush. They're basically a dump and chase forecheck kind of team. Um, so I would say I think the Rangers would probably be easier to defend. Um, I think Carolina's system is a bit more of a challenge um, for the Devils, but they're also missing their best finishers. So like I don't know if they're going to be able to score enough goals to beat the Devils, especially if Schmid continues what he was doing in the first round series against New York. Um, but I like I, I know a lot of people are picking the Devils to win this series because of the injuries that Carolina has, and I probably would pick the Devils too, but I think it's going to be pretty competitive because the Hurricanes are so... Brendan Moore's just, like they're so bought into Brendan Moore's system, and they're so... They've played in it for so many years. It's ingrained in them. It's a proven system. If 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 Carolina wins the series, it's because they're it's, so structured. Like, it's yeah, a, it's a system. Yeah, yeah, it's a system win. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, so let's hear it. I know you got a couple of seconds here. What what's what's your pick? Yeah, so um, finishing the pre. Uh, I got a lot to do. Actually, still on the preview for the series, I'm going with probably going to go with New Jersey in six because I just don't think Carolina. They're missing too much finishing talent. They don't like without Sveshnikov, Taravainen. And Pacioretty, those are the three best finishers. And, you know, Sebastian Ajo can score goals, as can Seth Jarvis and Martin Natchez as well. But Natchez is up and down sometimes. You don't know what you're going to get with him all the time. Uh, I just don't think Carolina has the finishing talent. But uh, it will be like I don't expect any blowout games like we had with the Rangers. I think we're going to have a really competitive six games here. It's going to look a little bit more like hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carolina, like even without those guys, um, they – put a beating on Islanders in six games, you know, Sorokin's, even though he wasn't as good as he was in the regular season, he still had a couple of really good games uh, in that series that just the Islanders don't have the finishing talent to, to, you know, do what's necessary against a team against like Carolina. And I think that's where the devils have a bit of an edge here is um, especially with Timo Meyer, if he can play that. And if Sharon Govich can finally get going here, they have more finishing talent um, where I think they should be able to break through on Anderson and Ranta. So, um, 
really real opportunity here for the Devils to get to the Eastern Conference Final, but it definitely won't be easy. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I'm still I'm still buzzing from yesterday. I still yeah. got like one more trip around Twitter uh, this evening just to absorb all the wins before stuff starts to creep in for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but Devils fans, just enjoy it. Like, who would have thought? 112 points, game, you know, a series win, game seven against the Rangers. It's just good, good vibes now. Let's just keep it going. Um, really excited for this series because, to your point, I think they have a great opportunity of, of really – pushing the the hurricanes uh and if not beating them um but you know it's another exciting week of hockey and uh i think we'll regroup um around the same time next week depending on schedules um yeah i mean game three is a odd time on sunday three thirty, so i don't think we'll be able to record then but we'll see no we'll definitely have to record monday then um yeah. so uh and then hopefully i will be in game dose or Quattro, Quattro, yeah, home game yeah. two, home game two, home yeah. game two. Yep. All right. Uh, with that being said, go skedaddle to your other podcasts. Um, it's <laughs> what, what, what a fun time, man. So um, it's a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils. 